Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Well, the Blues fell last night at home to the Philadelphia Flyers. And joining us to talk all things Blues is our guy Joe Vitale with Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. Joe, how you doing? Stolz, I'm doing great today, buddy. How are you guys? Well, dude, doing good. Not a not a great performance last night by the Blues. Ultimately, what do you think was their downfall? Uh, I think the downfall was uh, execution. I think that you know Drew Bannister. I think he's done a really good job in his press conferences. I think he's been direct with his answers. I think he's been very honest, but not over the top where he's made anyone look bad. From a standpoint. Uh, he, he's been really good, and last night he addressed it. He said, "Listen, it was a, it was an execution problem. It was a problem of us not being ready to go. We weren't engaged early enough. We fell behind after two periods. We got outplayed badly in those first two periods. And yes, there was a little bit of life in the third, but you can't play a good Philadelphia Flyers team for just you know 16, 17 minutes and expect to have success. I mean, really, the only reason why it was so tight to the very end." was because of their backstopper and Joel Holper. He was terrific again last night. Joey, we were talking about it. The Blues just looked like they were chasing that game the entire time, trying to get into it. What, what happens when a team is performing like that? What, what is the mindset or what, what's going on while, while they're unable to get to it right away? Well, I mean, it's different, different games, you know, Kerry. I think the last night, what I saw was that, you know, Philly, you, you got you to gotta tip your hat to them because they came out, fast they came out aggressive um but they played very tight defensively and they played it pretty consistently throughout the game so when you have a team that is not allowing things to the middle of the ice it's a very frustrating style i mean i think that the philadelphia flyers really they took the blues game plan uh they brought it to perfection and they used it against the blues i mean the way that philly defended last night that is exactly the way the blues have been wanting to defend, and they have been doing a pretty good job of it, a little bit inconsistent as of late, but overall, this is exactly the game they want to play. I mean, look at that top line last night with Thomas, Kairou, and Buchnevich. You know, how many times did we see them in the offensive zone make one good pass, two good passes, and right when they made that third pass, it got deflected, taken away through the middle. I think Philly's sticks were so disciplined towards the middle of the ice, taking away lanes, and it became frustrating that the Thomas, Kairou, and Buchnevich grouping, for example, couldn't get more shots and more uh, more uh, pucks manifesting at the front of the net. But that was because of that Philly tight defense where everything was taken away through the middle. Now what happens to answer your question, as you do that at the beginning of the first period, what happens? Teams begin to get a little bit frustrated. You're thinking, oh, man, maybe this isn't our night. Or, oh, man, Philly's on top of it. Or, I just don't get any rhythm. We get to the offensive zone. It's, we're there for 10 seconds. We're right back out again. So you find yourself in this weird rhythm as a player 
where you do start to chase the game. You wonder if you're ever going to break through, and it could be a very frustrating style, and you can get discouraged throughout it. So I think that Philly really set the tone early in it. They weren't going to allow anything through the middle. They were deflecting passes, taking away that, that guts of the ice right in front where you get all the dangerous areas. And I think the Blues, you know, eventually just got a little bit frustrated with it, and it kind of took away a lot of their will in the first 40 minutes. Uh, but overall, like I said, a good bounce back in the third at the Saad equalizer uh, just unfortunately wasn't enough as Philly continued to to bring the heat. No one tipped it a, a beautiful goal there in the in the third period to seal it off. Joe Vitale joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Joe, the power play though we got another goal last night. It, it there it looks great after making some some changes after Drew Bannister made some changes. Is it as simple as just get in front of the net and good things happen? Because we saw it again on the Sunquist goal last night. You know, it's a little bit of that sauce, but but it's 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 well educated uh, of an assessment when shooters are shooting it. Uh, you have to have a, a good um, you have to have a good analysis of what's down there before just throwing it. So I'm not going to sit here and say I don't want fans to think it's just mindlessly throwing pucks there with bodies there. It's not we're not barbaric hockey. We're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is these shooters. They have their head up and they're looking for they're looking for signs. You know, and there's there's two big things. When a guy from the outside, like a Colton Pareko, for example, or let's call it a Scott Prunovich, when they're at the point and we're on the half wall and they're looking at the net, they're not just throwing it there with a the net from presence. They're looking for two things. Number one, if you're looking for a net from presence that's taking away the goalie's eyes. You know, Sunquist is really good about it. You know, a good net front guy on top of the blue paint, you're backing your rear end up on the goalie, but you're not, you're not creeping into a space where the goal's going to get called back. But your, your job is to put your body in front of the eyesight of the goaltender. When a shooter sees that, like a Thomas the other night we saw when he threw it down to Cairo for the neighbor's goals two games ago against the Rangers, he was at the point. He picks his head up, and he sees there's a good net from presence. That's number one. Take away the goalie's eyes. Number two is do we have the potential to create a two-on-one at the net if there's a rebound. And that's why I'll go back to that Thomas goal, that, or excuse me, the, the neighbor's goal from Thomas at the point. Thomas in that Rangers game, he's at the point. He's right next to Colton Pareko. He picks his head up, and it's a pretty innocent wrist shot that gets to the net. But what does he see? He sees Cairo and Neighbors in front of the net. Excuse me, this is actually the Boston game because it was Charlie McAvoy. He saw those two players on Charlie McAvoy, so he throws it there. It's a juicy rebound, and then it's a two-on-one. So then, of course, course Cairo slides between McAvoy's legs, and it goes to Jake Neighbors for a great goal. So the shooters on the outside, yes, throwing pucks there is important, but you've got to have a big guy in front taking away the goal. His eyesight and you want to ultimately create two-on-ones down low in front of the net, and that's what the Blues have done very well of. You know, you call it the junkyard, junkyard goals or the broken play goals, whatever you want to call it, but there is some, there is some rhythm, there's some rhyme to it. It's not just um, carelessly throwing pucks there. It's, it's done with well intention. Joey, is there any concern about the number of shots on goal that they allow each night? Yeah, there is, there is Kerry, because, you know, your goalies aren't, aren't Superman. You know, you're not Batman, you're not – you're not invincible. You're going to have goaltenders that are going to have bad nights. Or, quite frankly, you're going to have goalies that are going to have average nights. I mean, if Joel Hofer had an average night last night, the Blues probably should have lost that game, you know, 5-1, to 6-2 to two on an average night. And that's not even considered maybe a bad night where he gets pulled. You know, these goalies have been – they've been doing your job. You know, they have been doing their job. I said on the post game last night, you can say what you want about this team. Yeah, their inability to climb four games plus over 500 all season long. Uh, I think it was the eighth opportunity they tried to last night. Uh, they didn't always use the ninth opportunity. They still can't get over that. Now they follow only two games over 500. You know, the special teams have been issues periodically throughout the year. Uh, secondary scoring, a little bit of an issue. Dealt with some injuries with Falk and Bushnevich. 
you say what you want, and, and there have been some ups and downs for this Blues team, but one thing that has been extremely consistent is the goaltending. This is not a goaltending issue here. I think the way Bennington's been playing, the way he shows up, the way Joel Hofer continues to battle every single night, uh, last night was no exception. He takes the loss, but my goodness gracious, he, he made some dandy saves, and he kept this team one shot away from tying it with just over two minutes to go in the game, which the Blues have never should have been in that position. Uh, but it was certainly because of the backstopper and Joel Hofer and, and Bennington. They, they've been terrific. Joe, uh, looking forward here, we, we have the Capitals get a home-and-home, home, I think, right? He's got uh, two against the Capitals coming up. When it comes to finding consistency, we, that's been one of the things all season long. And Carrie and I were talking about earlier, this team has a pair of three-game winning streaks, and that's it. Is there is there a magic formula when it comes to building those four, five, six win, game, uh, winning streaks so that you can actually make some noise in the standings? Well, it's going to need to happen. I, I don't know the exact answer for you, Stalls. I think if, if I did, I would be in a coach's position probably not talking to you, fine fellow. Fair, fair. Uh, but, and, and listen, I do love talking to you, fine fellow, so I don't, I'm not saying I want to be in that position. But, you know, every team, is every team of course, wants to put on an eight, nine-game run like we're seeing with the Seattle Kraken, you know, for example. You know, every team is, is desperately trying to get to that. Or, you know, look what the Edmonton Oilers have done. I mean, they have just gone on a complete tear after their slow start to the season. Uh, unfortunately, not every team can do that. Uh, it just does not work out mathematically. But the, the reality is that St. Louis and his Blues team, they're going to need to get to 10, 11, 12 games over 500 to, to figure out a way to get into the playoffs. It's just that's what it's going to come down to. We're past the halfway point of the season. As they sit two games over 500, like I said, they, they've tried mercilessly you know, to get that four game over 500. They tried like, nine attempts now and haven't gotten there. Um, what's it going to take to get over the hump? You know, is it going to be some young kid coming up like uh, Matthew Kessel and maybe he goes on a run? Maybe Jake Neighbors gets hot again. You know, maybe the power play continues to excel and then one of the things starts to click. You know, you, you do need multiple things to click in order to put a six, seven, eight, nine game stretch together. Or you go back to 2019 when they put 11 game stretch together. Of course, that, that huge stretch got them back in that playoff picture. But you look at that stretch, you were getting – different aspects you had the goaltending one night then the next night it was a power play then it was the fourth line getting two goals uh then it was your backstop for getting a shutout i mean it was just different things every single game and i remember that consistently in that run players were just saying you know whatever it is everyone's contributing on a different night to figure out a way to win and right now you know this team you know you get the goaltending one night but then the special team falls off but then the special team's really good and then maybe lacks secondary score it just seems like there's one little thing missing on each night, which prevents them from kind of really climbing the standings. Uh, but this team is, is fully aware that a, a good six, seven, eight game run is going to be needed. You're looking at an eight and two stretch and then maybe a five and one stretch at some point to really put yourself in a good position to make the playoffs. So it's coming down to crunch time. It's coming down to desperate hockey. That first week of March, of course, is the trade deadline. And guys were, you know, four, six, four to six weeks away from that. So it really does kind of show you that. Uh, it really is time to really put up and shut up uh, for the St. Louis Blues team because they know what's at stake. Joe, good stuff as always. Looking forward to your call in a couple of days as the Blues take on the Capitals in D.C. Sounds good, fellas. You guys have a great week. You too. Thanks, Joe.